Welcome everyone, it is Friday December 2nd and this is episode 127 of the Omnic Weekly. <laughs> I love how I did that with the weekly. Did you, that did you was that? very dramatic, yeah. yeah I know, no. Uh, I'm D and this <laughs> week I am joined by Hannah. Hi! Yeah, I always kind of mess it up for you. I mean, I'm always doing this silly, goofy thing after the yeah. intro that forces I, you to you talk. You just kind of get used to it, and I'll just... I just yeah. wait for my intro. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Anna? I'm okay. Totally not baffled by your intro, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. LP couldn't join us today, but um, yeah, he is doing um, Gator stuff. I don't know where he was wrestling or washing Gators or... Trying to uh, feed them? I don't know. Dancing lessons? Yeah. I don't remember. He does so much stuff with Gators. He sent that us a clip, but we really can't tell what's going on. So Yeah, I'm not even sure that he is in the clip, to be honest. I'm pretty sure that was someone else. But anyways, um, he won't be joining us today. But we do have another guest today. Well, the guest is not here right now. We already talked to the guest. I'm kind of... We're doing that thing again. Well, we're being the thing really again sneaky. with the smoke and air yeah. images, yeah. Yeah. But mm. today we had the pleasure... To talk to Jen Cohn, the voice actress for Farah, and um, yeah, that was that was an amazing interview. It, it felt like we were talking to someone that we've known uh, from before the podcast. Let's keep it at that. She's so open, so friendly. Thank you. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm, we're going to have you guys listen, and we'll see you back after the interview. Enjoy. Hey, Jen, welcome. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you? I am great. I actually had a particularly great morning today. Yay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. you, it's morning. I, I keep, for some reason, I keep forgetting about time zones. I don't know why. I'm, <laughs> I'm old enough. Outside. Should I know by now? That's why it's dark outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, too, am impervious to time zones. I understand. No, it's one o'clock in the afternoon for me because I'm in New York City. Um, and I, I had a great morning, I'll tell you this, because um, I had been so averse to hot yoga for the last like 15 years. I passionately hated hot yoga. Like I had been to one hot yoga class with friends and it was like a torture session. It was the most terrible thing in the world and I hated it and I swore I would never ever do it again. And in the last week, I noticed a new yoga studio opened very close to my apartment. Right. And for some reason, it was like looking very enticing and calling my name, which was shocking because I've never had a hot yoga studio call my name. I literally would like <laughs> turn away in disgust. And finally, I was like, what is up with me and this yoga studio? And I looked online and they had an introductory class this morning. And I said, you know what? I'm going to just swallow hard and go try it. And I loved it. Oh I God. loved it, guys. I'm a convert. <laughs> I converted to hot yoga today. So this is very exciting. This is a day to remember. Oh, my God. We, wow. we are witnesses to your first day of enjoying hot yoga. 
My first I'm time honored. ever, ever after literally railing against the existence of hot yoga, like <laughs> like with disgust, a curled lip, my nose turned up, the whole thing. <laughs> but I did, I did it, and I actually liked it. I smiled my way through it. So yeah, so right. good day, guys. Okay, I'm going to ask a really, really dumb question because I'm not familiar with yoga in any sense. What is what is makes you, hot yoga hot yoga? Oh, okay. All right, I'm going to try to give a brief history as a total amateur. So, okay, listen to this. I'm going to give an amateur brief history. Hot right. yoga, as I understand it, was brought to the Western world by this like real charlatan bad guy <laughs> whose name was Bikram and he started Bikram yoga and he turned the temperature up in the room to like between 105 and 110 degrees and like turned it into a torture sweat room and made you stay there for 90 minutes and it was horrible and terrible and that's the version that I went to because it had just sort of landed in New York and was like the hot thing with all the cool downtown girls and I had several friends who had gotten addicted to it and they insisted I had to come and I went to this class and if I tell you I spent the entire 90 minutes trying to decide if I was going to run out the door or jump out the window. I was like, what am I going to get me out of here? It's the most horrible place I've ever been. I hate this class. I hate this class. I couldn't believe how much I hated it. It was terrible. And, and anyway, Bikram from Bikram Yoga like wound up going down in scan a flame of scandal and abuse and his form of yoga over the ensuing dozen years has really evolved and some people make it slightly cooler and some people do slightly okay. different physical practices and some people make a shorter class and so they're all different kinds of hot yoga and the idea that the room is hot is because it makes your muscles more pliant and okay. it forces you to focus that much more and so this was a 60 minute pretty easy room and uh, class and I it was only 105 it wasn't like above and I literally I I sussed out the entire room before I started and I chose the coolest spot in the room and it was near the windows because I said I'm not going to be in the hot area I'll be like where it's a little cooler and that's why I did well and it was okay it's improved it's better I'm See, just still trying to get over the concept of sitting in a room that is 40 degrees C doing oh, anything. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, it's brutal. I, I don't know. I don't know. I love heat. I am one of those people. I'm a summer person. So I'm usually that kind of guy. If you go to a southern country like Greece, for instance, with me, uh, I'll be the one that is completely chill where all the others are like, can we get inside somewhere? Can we just cool off i'm like what were you talking about well, so, i'll go anywhere in greece i mean in greece it's yeah. just fine whatever the temperature is where in greece are you exactly. from uh well I've, i have a lot of friends. i'm not i'm originally from belgium i've been born in belgium but i have a tie-in with greece and a lot of my friends live in crete in the oh, south i crete. love crete oh yeah, i've been to crete i love it there oh, it I is amazing it. Yeah, yeah it's my I... second home i consider it my second home I, that's the place where i get centered that's the place where i do I had the yoga without doing the yoga. I basically just, I'm You're an honorary hot yogi. I, I had a fantasy yes. about have, buying a house on this tiny island called Simi that's off of Rhodes. It's kind of close to Turkey. And it's, the, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like going to Capri, but much less populated and less fancy. And yeah. it's just gorgeous. And nobody knows to go there. And it's this 
beautiful little amazing island. But I was told as someone who is not Greek and doesn't speak any Greek and has no family there, I would have a terrible time trying to buy property or build anything because I would get just totally taken advantage of and it would take (laughs) 700 million years. So it is not my second home. But I fantasize that I would somehow have a place to go there again. Sometimes that's enough. Yeah, yeah, sometimes that's that's the thing because reality is sometimes very different from your fantasy, and fantasy is usually a more fun place. So, yeah, no, I'm always thinking about one day moving there too when I'm uh, like retiring or whatnot. Like I'm ever going to retire, anyways. Um, mm. Move to a place like that, but I know, I mean, I'm still a the, the Belgian guy, you know. Well, but my friends love me, and the people that I know there, I know they all love me, but uh, I'm still the Belgian guy, so it's always kind of different. So, okay, maybe the Belgian, you'll be the Belgian guy. I'll be the New York girl. We'll find somewhere between Crete and Simi that will open a hot yoga studio. And that's how we'll, we'll retire. That's we'll like, and the- Hannah, you can come. Hannah, what do you want to do? Like, what? Um, <laughs> hmm, I don't know. I can help with like the admin, but really I'd like to open like an animal rescue place when I retire. So. This is perfect. Yeah, this is exactly. perfect. We need an animal rescuer in our yoga studio. This is perfect. <laughs> Plans are being made here, guys. We just need a group spot for Hannah at the window. Mm-hmm. We can socialize the animals and help people chill out by meeting the animals. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. We have one of those bars here in my hometown where they people can meet with cats while they we drink coffee. Yeah, we do. Wait, guys, this is the most hysterical thing. I can't believe this is where our conversation is going. Have you heard of goat yoga? I have not heard of goat yoga. (laughs) I'm sitting here saying this is perfect. There is literally a thing called goat yoga where I swear this is true. Where it's a yoga class where they let a bunch of baby goats into the class (laughs) while people are doing poses, and then the goats come and like go meh. Like while you're while you're doing your poses, they're like baby goats climbing around, and it's this. So, and I've I've why did they distract you? Wait, wait. Uh, it's the, so now we need a goat, a hot goat yoga in oh Greece. Class I think we found like a, a hot spot in the market. We found the place. We found we something found unique. Our niche, guys. Yeah, we did. I, I specialize in finding our niche. That's the, I love finding a niche. So this is yeah. This and we have just found a new retirement niche for the three of us. I love this. Exactly. Done. Right. It's a good thing that we recorded it so that we remember later on that that was a plan. Maybe if we go see now. This is our thing. Yeah, exactly. You've all heard it, right? We created this. This is like a copyright. So. I'm going to be honest, like every single TikTok or video that I've seen of baby goats just make me think that that would be extremely challenging to do goat yoga. You are now going to have to look up all TikToks or reels of goat yoga because I swear to God, this exists. This is like... Yeah, I totally believe you. It's just... uh, (laughs) I think I've been on the wrong places on TikTok. The goats I've been seeing are very aggressive. And just like blaring in your ears. But hey... Look, you discover a new niche. Uh, oh my God, goat yoga! I know there's a goat game. Hot goat, goat yoga. yoga. This is yeah. hot yeah. Greek hot goat yoga. Is what <laughs> it is perfect. There are a ton of goats in Greece. I mean, right. it's, it's, so if you're an animal rescuer, idea. that's what you're rescuing. Exactly. This is perfect. I'll be a goat rescuer. <laughs> yeah, we need a lot of space because there's a lot of goats down there, but 
It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I'm so excited for our future, guys. This is amazing. <laughs> this is perfect. Oh, I, I can see it now. I love wow. how we started this conversation out in about, um, I'm looking at the counter, 10 minutes, and we're talking about goat yoga. <laughs> Which is perfect because we are known, our podcast is known to kind of veer off into the weirdest direction. So welcome, Dan. <laughs> I feel very at home. Thank you. Yeah. I feel very comfortable. <laughs> All right now, I'm 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 presuming that you'll be googling good yoga for New York somewhere after oh, this yeah. podcast, that you'll be looking we're into that. To, we're gonna have to find it. Yeah, I I don't know if it's in the city. I think it's only like out in the country and up up in like upstate New York or things like that. California, I know it exists, but yeah, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> that totally makes sense. I don't think uh, there's a lot of ghosts in New York. Very few in the city. Very yeah. few. <laughs> But I mean, cities like New York have other advantages. Like you said, you can basically be in a different country by just walking into a different neighborhood and going to a different bar and suddenly you're in a completely different uh, cultural environment. That's kind of cool. That's something. That is something that I love about being in New York more than anywhere else in the world. It's so incredible to live in a city where literally you can like jump on a subway and it's a magical portal to another country. We were talking mm. about the World Cup and you know, I was saying how sorry I am that that. Belgium is yeah, now Belgium. out of it. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. But uh, the oh. in New York City, if you're going to watch World Cup matches, you can go to all the different neighborhoods and because all the different nationalities have their own neighborhoods. So like I've gone and watched when, you know, in the Russian neighborhood when they were playing and there was a fight between the Croatians and the Russians that time. And that's years ago. And then mm -hmm. there was the time that I've watched. I've watched in the Belgian cafe. I've been in Italian neighborhoods. I love going to the Greek neighborhoods when those matches are happening. And just last weekend, I was in uh, this great, this fabulous neighborhood, Jackson Heights in Queens, where I was watching the Mexico-Argentina match. And so everyone's wow. screaming. It's just, it's so much fun to be in a city where you can just be anywhere. It's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. I have the same thing with London sometimes. In London, you have that same kind of vibe in a different, very different way. Mm. But yeah. also that, this, that international feel where you kind of move to different countries within one city. That's kind of mm. cool. It's lucky. But, uh, That's cool. Okay. All right. Jumping back to where we were. I've just found out that an hour's drive from me, I can go and do pygmy goat pilates. Wait, you what? See? You see? <laughs> what did I tell you? What did I tell you? There is pygmy goat pilates. Now that is something I have not heard of. You got to go now. Pilates? I know. <laughs> is that like exercises that you do for buttocks and whatnot? Is that yes. not? How did they get pygmy goats into there? I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm really worried about this ghost. Wait, hold on. But when you do Pilates, you're on a reformer, so you're on a machine. So now I'm imagining these like pygmy goats getting stuck on the machines. I'm like, oh, how does this happen? This is crazy. These are pygmy goats with buns of steel. What the hell? No, no, no. What is this? That's the UK. What What are you guys up to? Wow. All right. uh, Hannah, we need to send you out there and just have a, I don't know, a little report, hidden camera report. I want to see this. Yeah, please, Hannah, you have to do a special episode of the podcast from the Pygmy Goat Pilates <laughs> lesson. Like, that's the, <laughs> this is incredible. Oh, my God. I really wonder how people 
<laughs> I wonder how people come to the point where they decide to add pygmy goats. I mean, yoga, I can understand that there's like a whole, you need to get into this vibe and you need to get into this, on this level of uh, awareness and, and baby goats maybe are useful to that, but in Pilates, I mean, I'm just, I, I can't, the physics of it just I kind just of escaped me. I just keep laughing at the name of it, pygmy goat. Yeah, it is a funny name. amazing. Wow. Yeah, put it on the sign and it's going to be oh. a really long sign. Oh my it's God. Really All right. Good. Amazing. We've gotten into a weird place on the internet. I'm going to try and steer this a little back to the, the topic because we still do the have a lot of people hand. there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for the people that don't know Jed, um, let me first introduce you as, the, of course, the voice actors for Farah, one of um, of the, the more scary heroes, in my, in my opinion. The more scary uh, heroes. Okay. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm a support player. I'm a support player. So yeah. I'm always okay. in the back line and I always hear these missiles coming in and I'm yelling at the rest of my team, guys, I need help. This fire is killing me, please. <laughs> and they're like, whatever. I'm not going to switch. But, and as uh, a Mercy player, she is, uh, Farah is either my anchor or my death. There is oh. no in-between. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, my gosh. I always love having a pocket mercy. That's the best. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah, we're a good team. It is still a very powerful combo. It is. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I was just wondering. I mean, we've talked about this before we started recording. Not every voice actor plays the game as much as other voice actors will, and not every it is as much. But I do, I do get a sense, like, we've talked to a few of the voice actors. We've talked to Josh. And um, and uh, well, we also talked to the, I, the name of the voice actor, for, but this keeps escaping me. I'm so rude. For, oh, I can't think of any for, for, for Baptiste. But, uh, people always say Baptiste, but I'm always convinced that it's Baptiste. You think it's Baptiste, not Baptiste? Uh, yeah. um, is it, isn't that uh, Ben's Antoine? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Ben Antoine. Ben's. Yeah. He's a doll. I saw him on TV the other day. You did? You did? Yeah. He is so lovely. He is just a yeah. lovely guy. It was nice to talk to you, yeah. Oh, it's I bet. Kind of fun. Yeah, it's I can see of, that. And it's always kind of fun to see you guys pop up in different situations. It, it is really weird to kind of say that <laughs> for you to hear probably, but in a way we consider you as people that we know, even if we don't know you. And then we see you guys pop up in different situations. We're like, oh my God, that's the voice actors for, for Fire, or that's the voice actors for Symmetra. That's the sector for Baptiste, that's always kind of nice. It kind I of think that that makes perfect it. sense because you're attached to us as the voices yeah. of these characters. And if you guys are playing many hours of the game, as so many of the people in the community who I've met do, like that means that my voice is in your ears as this character, like when you're having your own personal time. So it would make sense. It's like, wait, what the hell is she doing here? Like, what? Yeah. how did she get there? If she's <laughs> it, it's sort of it's out of context. It is. I get it is. that. But it also what adds to it is that you guys are so open to the community, especially there's a, a, a big group of you. Um, we had we talked to Anjali like a few weeks ago. We did and, and, I love her? Oh, yeah, she's I love amazing. Her so much. She's, she's amazing, yeah. isn't she? She's wonderful. Yeah, love Very her. Inspirational. Yeah. Yeah, she is. And, and then you guys like there's a few of you that always kind of seem to be hanging out, having fun. We see these Instagram posts and whatnot, and that kind of gives the sense of that you're part of this community way more than in any other game. And that I is something... have never had an experience like I've had in the Overwatch voiceover community, the Overwatch family. Um, 
we we are we're more like a cast of a play that runs for a long time so we all really get to know each other or mm -hmm. like the cast of a, a film or a tv show that's shot on location and so you're really just together all the time i think from all these years of doing conventions together and like traveling to faraway places we all got to know each other much better and by some luck of the draw everyone in the crew is so terrific like hmm. it's such a great group and we all have really hit it off. And yeah, there's a gang of us. I mean, it's many of us though, that we yeah, see yeah. each other all the time. We talk all the time. There are constantly text chains going. Um, people are, are always like, you know, seeing each other and having dinners and in each other's projects. And Johnny, who's the voice actor for Lucio is coming to stay here with his girlfriend next week. Oh, um, nice. And Lucy, whose mercy is coming to dinner while he's here. And I mean, it's just, it's always, it's always happening. I just was on a text chain with Anjali, who's in the voice of Symmetra, Carolina, who is Sombra, Lucy, who's Mercy, uh, Theo Chin, who is uh, Zenyatta, uh, Paul Nakauchi, who's Hanzo. Like we, I just was on this like gigantic text chain with everybody. Uh, Jeannie Bollet, who's Echo, like we just were like, like we're all we're all on top of each other. It's so sweet. It's really it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Chloe Hollings, who's uh, Widowmaker's VA, she stayed here a month ago with her boyfriend. We we we're all really we're all really very tight. It's a nice nice thing. Yeah, and that shows. It really shows, and I think that is something that we as a community really appreciate. I mean. Uh, there's millions of players, of course, but I think the hardcore community really enjoys seeing you guys interact with each other. And the fact that you, and I think Blizzard did a really good job in casting you guys. Um, uh, it, because, it's so incredible. It was such a lucky break that, that they did, that they put us together the way they did. I mean, you can't really account for personality that way. Hmm. A real, you can account for talent or vibe. But the fact that they put together a combination of people who would all interact the way that we have and get along as well as we do is yeah. like is crazy yeah. and very yeah. lucky. Magic. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it it brings the game to a new level. It brings the whole voice acting to a new level. It brings the community to a whole new level. I mean, for me personally, I've been playing Blizzard games for a really long time. Um, and this Overwatch was also for me the first time that I saw the voice actors because I've seen that a lot of you have done voices in World of Warcraft, for instance. Yes. But you never got the chance to kind of, or I mean, that wasn't really a thing where voice actors would kind of step up and kind of be basically some kind of front for the for the game, and that is very different with Overwatch. And I love well, it. My understanding really love it. is that this was sort of the first time that that happened. That that mm -hmm. like, Overwatch was the first time that the voice actors went front and center. Because I had done a bunch of voices for World of Warcraft. I had done uh, Lord Zash and a bunch of other characters for Star Wars: The Old Republic. Yeah. I had done a, a, a bunch of GTAs, um, and it, I mean, I never had anything like the traction that this has had. And the fact that we've gotten to have this incredible relationship with the community, and like gotten to, you know, gotten to to have all of these people who who play and who are part of it, who've opened their arms to us and like welcomed us in and, and let us, you know, be part of it. It's been just inspiring and exciting. Yeah, yeah, for us too. I can speak for the whole community. They gave me uh, the okay, I, everybody signed off. You're the official uh, ambassador, of everyone said yeah, yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah, said millions, yes. Millions, <laughs> millions, <laughs> thank you, so thank you community. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, Jen, I'm going to ask you a really difficult question now. Okay, um, I'm scared, you, okay. Yeah, 
<laughs> because we're talking about all your <laughs> colleagues, all the other voice actors. Okay. Imagine that you're going on a cruise, a Scandinavian cruise, just to kind of chill down because of all the hot yoga, a little further away from all the goats. <laughs> and you can take three people that are in the cast with you. Which a person, which people would you take with you? And why would you specifically take them with you? Oh, man, you can't ask me to limit it to three. <laughs> you can't ask me to limit it to three. That is to much honest. too hard. Jen, I, I put three and I put between brackets, I added like five because I knew you were going to say you oh, can't good. Really Okay, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we have to we have to add more. Okay, we have to have Carolina come because Carolina will be our yoga teacher for the for the time that we're away because she okay. like she's like the yogini athlete of us. So she'll be the one who teaches us all to do that. So she's great. Okay. Um, uh, who do we, oh, and you know what? And Jeannie Bolle will also do that. Jeannie, who's Echoes VA, she'll be like a great person. So, okay, I've got Caro, I've got Jeannie. Okay. Um, we have to have Lucy because Lucy's going to have us crack up the whole time. So we're going to laugh our, our butts off. All so right. that's, we have to have her. <laughs> that's extra uh, in itself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we have to, and she's also like, she could be like, you know, rah, rah, rah. she could be very like, you know, quick New york you know, she'll she'll make fun of people on the on the bus, on the, the cruise. It'll be great. It'll, she'll be a perfect person <laughs> with us. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, how many do I have already? Now I have three. I only get two more? No, yeah. this stinks. I need more. I'm so sorry. I need more people. This is this is not fair. Okay. okay. Let's, let's maybe maybe make Can it, I keep it, it coming? Can I just keep going? Yeah, keep it, keep just it keep going. going. I just, just okay. want to know. I just want to know. It, it means it gives us a nice insight on, on who well, like okay. what are their qualities and what you how you appreciate people. That is the Okay. So Anjali has to come with us because she's gonna be absolutely hilarious. She's gonna do like a bunch of good accents to entertain us, but she also is gonna wrangle us because we all say she's kind of like the Carol Brady of the of the the voiceover crew, the Overwatch voiceover crew. She's like we she and I both sort of helm like the the different mom jobs. So Anj has to be Anj has to be there. We're the, we're the two who do that. Okay. Um, then we we have to have Chloe with us because Chloe is going to be so great and so light and so easy and going to keep everything in perspective. We have to have Theo with us because he is going to flip burgers and he's oh. going to like he's going to be like our barbecue god and he and his wife Jess are going to totally like be the hosts of it. Then we have to have Johnny there because then he's going to tell us what we should and shouldn't eat in order to have good abs the whole time on the boat so we can all like look good on the boat. So Johnny has to come because he's like, he's essential. Um, okay. So right now I have, <laughs> I have right. Lucy, I have Jeannie, I have Caro, I have Anjali, I have Chloe, I have Theo, I have, um, Johnny. I have, uh, Johnny, oh my God, now Paul has to come. Paul Nakuchi has to come because he has to get us all dressed and he has the most fabulous closet and all the greatest <gasps> clothes from like from the last four decades. You could kill yourself. They're so good. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that on a podcast. You it's can fine, absolutely fall over. It's so good. His, <laughs> his taste is so good. Um, so he and, and his husband, David, are just the most fun and so fabulous. So they have to come. Um, we have to have Josh come because he's going to be hilarious and he's going to hook us up with any technology needs that we might have as we go <laughs> along. So if we need extra help, Josh is going to be there and he's going to be super helpful. Um, 
I'm think I'm, I know I'm missing people now. Who else? Oh no. Who else? This oh, is gonna you know really- we should. You know who else should really come? I'm sorry. We got we gotta ask Sar to come. Who's Doomfist's VA? Because oh. Sar because Sar is this hypnotic storyteller. He's oh, this nice. like Broadway actor, and he's so electrifying and compelling and like magnetic. And he starts telling a story, and you're just hypnotized. You're like completely in his hands. You're eating putty out of his hands. So oh, yeah. we have wow. to have Sar come. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, who else do we have to come with us? This this is you hear how hard this is. Like no, I feel I'm like hearing the hell out of this. I'm hearing <laughs> aspects of all these people that I hadn't before, and I love it. I love it. Okay, it's kind okay. of nice so to get inside. We're gonna rephrase the question. Okay. Everyone. Is Everyone. Going on the crew. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Good. That's much better. Okay. Good. We have to bring the whole crew because I honestly could go through everyone and why they have to be on this cruise with us. I love this crew. It's very unusual. To love I mean, everyone. to be honest, I would love to just hand out drinks on that cruise. I would just be having a blast. <laughs> it would be the worst drinks you've ever had because I'm really bad at making drinks. But I would be having a blast just seeing you guys interact with each other. As it long as they're strong, good. it doesn't matter if they're bad. Just like oh, yeah. add more lime, more tequila. They're fine. It's good. <laughs> it's all good. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be tequila and lime. That's the only thing I'm going to make. Thank Perfect. you for your that sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah, but that that's just the thing. There's so many aspects to you guys and the way that you interact with each other. And there's a, a way that you publicly behave and that you kind of broadcast. And that's perfectly fine. But it, it's so small things that, that are always interesting to hear because, yeah, we all kind of, in a way, look up to you and what, uh, what you do for us as a community. But uh, it's nice to get to know the people behind it. Because that that's makes me Yeah. Thank you, yeah. guys. Yeah. That makes me really happy. You know, I, it's I'm like honored. I'm so honored by it. I have such a good time with this community, and I'm so touched by how available and vulnerable everyone has been. Like people make themselves so available, and I do all these different kinds of streams, and people really like get engaged, and I have all these beautiful relationships with members of the community. It's it feels it feels like a like a magic portal opened in my life that was unexpected. So yeah. I got led down a, a path that I didn't know I was going to get to go down. Yeah, it's a, in a way, it's a family. It brings people together, even for us, like in the story between my, me, Hannah, and LP, who is one of yeah. our co-hosts, but couldn't make it today. We all have our stories that bring us together. And it's the same for you guys. I think that's really beautiful to see. Mm. Mm. Now, Jen, I have to say, like when we have been talking for this last half hour, uh, and I knew this was the case because I've been following you on, on Instagram and whatnot. I've seen the way that you, well, everything that you're doing, you're very different from the character that you play, which makes <laughs> complete sense. I mean, you don't fly around. You don't shoot rockets. That's already a big one. Yeah. I might do that too. You don't know. That's, it's well, possible that's I do that. I should make time. assumptions. Sorry, exactly. Wait, exactly. <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, it's actually, it's a joke that I've made about Farah, but it's... It, so I'll, I'll tell the story and then I'll go back. Um, <laughs> it's a joke I've made about Farah in the past. So uh, when I went to college and I was a, a, I was a drama major and I was majoring in this performing arts track, in the middle of your college education, you have to have a meeting with your advisor to see if they'll accept you into the specialized track. And they talk to you about what you'll need to work on and what you'll need to accomplish in order to graduate well in this school. And my advisor told me at the end of my second year of university, she's like, Jen, you are like 
and very good piece of butter. Oh my God, I messed it up. Ah. Jen, I'm going to start again. Jen, you are like a very good piece of bread with too much butter on it. (laughs) And we need to scrape some of the butter off of you so that you can just be the great piece of bread. And I remember at the time being like, what kind of thing is this for her to say to me? This is crazy. But Mm. as I've gotten older, I totally get it. She was right. I am. I am a very buttery person. And Farah in the first iteration of Overwatch was Mm. like, all bread, no butter. So I give (laughs) Andrea Toyas, our voice director, a lot of credit that she heard in my work the good piece of bread through the butter. Like she knew that it was bread with less butter. But in Overwatch 2, because the writing team knows me better, Farah has gotten butterier. And so Farah now in Overwatch 2 has this like basketball frat bro vibe that she's pulling (laughs) that I love. And so I have these recording sessions where we are cracking up for the four hour sessions. We are just laughing and having so much fun. And I feel like that shift in her character happened because of the melding of me and Farah. Like we know that I'm a good piece of bread. But now that we also know how much butter there is to be added, we can like <laughs> slather it on at times. We can like yeah. get her nice and buttery. So it's it's been very fun. That's a nice way to evolve a character. I think that's actually yeah. the perfect way of the, the person behind it that voices it, that kind of um, inspires it, actually, that it takes more of that person in the, the game character. And I mean... It helps with kind of fleshing out whatever they're going to do in the future with PvE and whatnot, because I think her story is very interesting. Um, it's so lucky help. to get to evolve with a character like this. I mean, it's very yeah. unusual to be voicing a character for long enough that you you get to develop a relationship with the people who are creating what she's going to do and say and how she's going to behave, and that you're taken into consideration because you've become inextricable from the character. It's like very cool. Yeah, it is. The, yeah. the, the, the whole, the, she has one emote where she's playing the guitar and like flames are coming out. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I always, I always, oh, yeah. I always thought that, <laughs> that you inspired that, that that actually was something that when they started working with you, that naturally came out, that that was one of the things that you, from what I've seen from you and whatnot, I feel like you're more rock and roll, very, a lot more rock and roll. Like you put it, there's way more butter. Than, uh, than Farah. And I have to tell like, you, as you just said that, I wish we had a camera on because you said that and I like shot my arms up in the air like champion. Like I just <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah, I I probably I would like to think that yes, that did that that did influence the direction that they took her in to have it have the flames coming out of her. I would I like think to think that. that. May have been a little bit of the butter started. It's a bit <laughs> yeah, yeah, Things yeah. are getting buttery. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love that about the character that they that she has that side to her. But if you if you had to pick, or who do you channel? Because that's the way I think about voice. I'm not a voice actor at all, but that's kind of the way that if if someone would ask me to do a voice, I would kind of go to people that I know or characters that I know and kind of channel those to kind of take a distance from myself. Who, who do you channel? Face. Yeah, exactly. For, for me, I I always it start it always starts with the picture. I see what they look like. 
and I see how they move. And so I get into the posture. And so yeah, the posture yeah. sort of is what dictates what's going to happen next. And so she always had this impeccable posture, but was a little stiff. And then yeah. something as she started to loosen up and as she started to get wry with people, because as you know, the game progressed and as the development of the of the first iteration progressed, she was so wry. Like she was, she would have these wonderful little biting moments. And I think that as like her her unrepentant macho-ness emerged, and yeah. as her swagger emerged. Like that's when they got to lean into it more. So I think she's more much than I am. Like she's really much and I love it. I love playing a female character who's, who's like, whose macho-ness is not something that's put on. It's just, it's who she is. It's yeah. not in response to anything. It's just, it's, it's like this, this yeah. is who I am world. This is, this is my persona. And it's not about her needing to, you know, try to, be sexy or be kittenish. She's like, she's just, she's just all out there. I yeah, love it's her. Just her. It is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's fun. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> but it's interesting how different it works out. And it makes sense that it's very different for every voice actor. Anjali has, has these people in her past that she kind of channels to kind of uh, get Symmetra out. And, and it's funny that she just kind of, throughout the whole conversation and all of you kind of do that. Like I, I, I met um, uh, Carolina at a, a con here in Belgium one day and just yeah. you, you get up to her and the first thing she says is she just snaps into the sombra and just makes a remark about, I don't know what it was exactly, but uh, <laughs> it's so much fun to see these characters pop out because yeah, that's just the thing. It's almost like there's so many personalities hidden in there, especially if you do a lot of different characters and a lot of voice acting. Josh was definitely, I think didn't he give us a little speech as uh, as Optimus at some point? Oh, he did. Uh, did yeah. Oh, did he? Did he yeah. do yeah. Optimus? Ah, oh, it's so much fun when he does it. Kittens in the, from the back of his van. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, he was so much fun to talk to too. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, so funny. It always oh. astonishes me to see that. People morph into that, like, in, in a, like uh, basically in the second and kind of challenge. I, I mean, when you were talking about the pose, I could almost hear you take on the pose of Farah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm getting the sense that you'd like me to start talking to you in the voice right now. Is that the sense? Is that what's happening? I have, I have a suspicion that that's what you're looking for. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it is nice a little to hear. bit, yeah. <laughs> Remember, yeah, of course. But I love it. she has she has a real resonance to her voice, which is great. It's yeah. very fun. So nice. Did oh. you, do you ever like uh, talk to the voice actors for Anna in the way that you kind of? Um, I, I'm not going to say compare notes because yeah, there, there's a relationship between the two uh, of them that you kind I of love her. Aisha is fabulous. Aisha is, is so fabulous. Well, see, so I, I, when I first met Aisha, I was like worried that she was going to be <laughs> set with me because, you know, Farah grew up in Overwatch. She did not grow up, you know, speaking, she spoke, she like was in this international environment. And so yeah. her accent is more pan Mediterranean than it is really officially Arabic. It's not an Egyptian accent. Like you hear an Egyptian accent and it's not quite that. And yeah. so I thought that Anna, who's voiced by Aisha, who is Egyptian and who is like 
is incredible and is, is this very accomplished voice actor and director and producer. I thought that she was going to be like, what is this girl doing here being my daughter? Like she's, <laughs> she's not doing the accent. And thankfully when we met, she showed up and she gave me an eye of Horace ring. And the first oh. thing out of her mouth was don't worry, daughter. Like the oh, kids, it's God. always, it's the kids always lose the accent was what she said to me. And I was like, oh my God. It was so funny. It was so great. It was so great. I adore her. I haven't seen her in years and we we message each other pretty regularly. I just adore her. She's so special. She's like a wonderful person. Yeah. 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 I've had contact with her on Instagram because of what I do with the Omnic post. And sometimes Mm. she she takes stuff that uh, like about Anna stuff that she posts and we haven't been in touch. But yeah, she seems like a really, really nice person. She's for me, she always kind of felt like, I mean, you said that you and, um, uh, um, who was the other mother that you said was kind of the mother? Anjali and I. Anjali, Anjali. Yes. Anjali. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I always kind I. of imagined uh, Aisha to be more like the mother figure because, I don't know, she has that feel to her. Just. I think if she was local, she would, if she was, if she was local to, to all of us, then that would be her role in it. I think yeah. she's more of like a special guest star in the TV show. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I totally get it. Yeah, I mean, Sit I totally get what you mean. You yeah, right. Yeah. But if we had her, if we had her physically around more, I think it would be more. Oh, I adore her. She's wonderful. Yeah, but that's just a fun thing about the crew is that. You, oh my god, what was that? Was that a that boat? was a truck? I know oh there's a god. truck out there. <laughs> Your trucks, the trucks in the states are on a whole new level. For us, that would be the sound of a train or a boat, and then yeah. you guys, this yeah. truck. Have we have we have you ever talked about this? Do you guys know what an ambulance sounds like in Belgium? <laughs> I know what an ambulance sounds I, like, yeah. So okay, so in most other parts of the world, ambulances are either or like here in the US it's wee 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 wee. In Belgium <laughs> It sounds like the ghost mobile is coming. It sounds like a haunted ambulance. I always get so hysterical when I am in Belgium and I hear an ambulance. I, the first time I heard it, I, my eyes went wide and I'm like, is Casper driving up? Like, what's going on? What is it? A haunted, a haunted vehicle? Like, what's oh, that? Goodness. It's like, yeah, that's an ambulance. That's <laughs> yeah, even yeah, and especially best. you get that effect when it starts resonating between buildings. So if you're in a in a city <laughs> and the sound starts resonating with a building, it's really warm. Best. I didn't realize that was only in Belgium, though. I mean, I did not realize yeah, that that was a thing yeah, that no, we're known we, for. We don't sound like that over here. Only Belgium. <laughs> the only dead. place I have ever heard a siren that sounds like that. I, I honestly, I laugh every time. And it's not good that you laugh every time you hear an ambulance. No, but I no, do. I just no. burst out laughing. And <laughs> <laughs> You're basically on the road, standing on the side of the road, and someone is being brought to the hospital. You're like, ah! cracking up. I'm like, where's the, where are the ghosts? Like, what's going on? Oh my god. Oh, Do so not true. yell. Where's the ghost? That people I might I mean it's, uh, it's very insensitive. <laughs> okay, so we're now known for I chocolates. Never go to Belgium. <laughs> never go Chocolate to Belgium. and haunted oh, ambulances. Right. Yeah. 
Oh, and Jean Claude Van Damme. Waffles and haunted ambulances. <laughs> and yeah. beer and Jean Claude Van Damme and, and getting kicked out of the World Cup. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know. Yeah. Oh my God. And Tomate Crevette. I love Tomate Crevette. Oh my God. Oh, my God. oh it's the best. It's you a, don't know it's a lunch dish. No one has it except for you guys. You're the only yeah. one. It's a tomato. It's the most delicious thing. It's a tomato that's been hollowed out and uh-huh. is stuffed. With these, it's a it's a shrimp salad, but they're these little gray shrimp. They're these like tiny little shrimp that are only local to that part of the world, and it's so it's a shrimp salad inside of a tomato that they serve on salad for lunch, and it's the most delicious thing. Whenever I'm in Belgium, I have to have that for lunch. It's the greatest thing. You would make a great ambassador for Belgium. I, I would, wouldn't I? I know. I feel like I'm learning more about Belgium from you and you've been here for like 40 minutes. Right. Exactly. Podcasting with this guy for years. Listen to this. <laughs> I know. What's going on here? Okay, I need to come to a convention in Belgium. That's what yeah. needs to happen. I know. And then we can I, all eat tomate crevette together. I yes. can get that. I, can, I know one of the people that organizes one of the biggest uh, conventions here in Belgium. And Johnny has been here um, Call them. Carolina has Tell been them. here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I gotta, okay. I gotta get I'm my butt over note, there. Jen. I'm making a note. Are we going okay. to go for tomate crevette? Yes. And laugh at ambulances together. Yes, yes. we will. We will laugh yeah. at ambulances on corners and eat tomate crevette. I will be very happy. That sounds great. <laughs> Look at Hannah over here. Our retirement. Yeah, exactly. And Hannah, you have to come. Plan. Yeah, we need yeah, to make a plan <laughs> for the goat, the hot god, the goat hot right. yoga thing. Exactly. <laughs> This whole trip is a perfect write-off because we are planning our retirement. This yeah. is amazing. Yes, multifaceted, multi-purpose trip. I love this. Exactly, exactly. Tying in the practical with the fun. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, there were a few questions that the community have asked that uh, I I want to maybe uh, ask you. Okay. Let me see. Um, but there's one question. I, I think I, I'm missing the translation here because I'm not native English speaker. But Hannah might uh, better okay. understand it. Spicy asks, do you have any head cannons for Farah? I'm imagining like a cannon on your head, but I think it's something no. <laughs> that he means. So a head cannon is like, um, so cannon is something that's like true for a story. And yeah, like, yeah, I know that. Might be something that you think is true for a character that hasn't necessarily been confirmed officially. Oh. That hasn't officially, that hasn't been like well, officially confirmed or hasn't been said officially by the writers so you might think oh you know i think farah really likes cinnamon toast even though <laughs> the writers haven't confirmed it <laughs> that would qualify as headcanon okay yeah. so obviously i can't give any spoilers no, no, obviously no, no, no. Totally but um i don't know i don't know how deep into all of this the the fandom the listeners all have gotten but you know do you do know about farah's dad named sam do you a know about this? Bit. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, okay. So I'm not spilling any beans on that. I don't know. I'm I'm waiting for more information on Sam. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. what is going on with Sam? So yeah, like we've I, seen the comic where they like met for Christmas dinner, and it was like. <gasps> right. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one picture where with this baby Farah, and yeah, yeah. Oh, little baby Farah. Oh, uh, so sweet. Was well, it? So I don't know if this is headcanon, but whenever people ask me if I was going to write a line for Farah, what would it be? And it, it's always, you know, mom, I really think it's time for us to start talking to a therapist. <laughs> always. <laughs> we that really need therapy, there. mom. Like that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Well, 
there was someone else tweeting that asked, what is your favorite fire voice line? But let's just call that one your favorite That's, fire voice yeah. line. There you go. Get it in. <laughs> Uh, someone asked, asked else. Uh, sorry, someone else asked how much of Fire's personality fits your own. But I think we kind of covered that. I, I mean, to, we did, we yeah. covered a lot of it. I mean, here's the where where we cross over is she. I I am I am unapologetically myself. Good. I definitely speak up for what I think is right. I find her inspiring in that she's just this force for good. Like her intent is good. Like she doesn't mm, have some mm. ulterior motive. She's not. And I, I relate to that and I aspire to that. So we have that. We definitely have that in common. And obviously where we're different is the, the issue of butteriness. But she's definitely getting butterier by the day. So that's good. Yeah, that's closing in. It's kind yes. of closing. It's melding together. Which is yes. kind of fits well with butter. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm I'm on a roll here. Listen to this. I know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's also a type of bread. Correct. Go. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> We're going we are a on fire, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was another question, and this is the last one I'm going to ask is, um, uh, or at least for the uh, community questions. What is your favorite here? That was something that Gaze asked, except for Far, of course. But if you had to pick anybody else on that roster. What is the one hero that you kind of, uh, that would be your favorite? They would have put well, a poster above your head. <laughs> oh, if I had to put a poster above my head. Um, I always, this is so, I always like, I love Junkrat. I also love Chris Parson. I haven't even mentioned him and I love him. I love <laughs> Junkrat because he's just such a mess. <laughs> yeah, just, I love, it's so much fun. I like to play Junkrat. I love his voice lines. I think he's great. Um, I, I love, I love Widowmaker and Doomfist. I love the bad guys. If I was oh. like, if I wasn't already like in it, yeah. If it wasn't, if I wasn't like looking and playing for me or for you know my for people that I wanted to you know, I thought, oh my god, I want to play Blah Blah's character, and I just was coming in blind. I would go toward Junkrat, Doomfist, Widowmaker. Oh, that is. I a love very... the bad guys. Very big range. You have Junkrat on one end, which is like you said, batshit crazy. He's just yes. uh, all over the yeah. place. <laughs> Widow, Widow, and Doom are so reserved. They're so almost like, uh, well, Doomfist is uh, is a different story, but Widow has so much tension under the surface. There's so much happening on the one hand. It's and so much fun. It's so much yeah. fun. Oh God, That's exploring those kinds of characters and getting like getting into that mindset is just like there's all this roiling stuff in it it's you know farah does not have a lot of stuff roiling farah oh, farah yeah. it's like a clean know. runway which is wonderful and is something to aspire to in life but when you're performing or when you're playing in my mind getting like into the intricacies of that kind of that kind of character is just exciting it's exhilarating yeah, yeah. yeah i can imagine that it is a for an actor that it is a, a fun challenge to take on and yeah. especially if it's so far from your own personality because you and Widowmaker are clearly completely different yes. people. <laughs> uh, I think that is yes. a really good thing. That is a compliment. <laughs> and, uh, but it would be a nice challenge to kind of... Thank you. Uh, <laughs> he didn't kill your husband. You know, well, stuff well, like well, that. No, he's okay. He's in the other room. He's still doing all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> 
he was he, he was very sympathetic to the fact that Belgium was kicked out of the World Cup, and uh, he is thank him for me. Yeah. He's very. <laughs> Uh, but I can imagine that it's a fun challenge to do. Now, talking about challenges, I've also read that you do a lot of like production, like you're a producer on a lot of projects. Yeah, um, I have produced some projects uh, and I work I work on a bunch of different things right now. I mean, it's I'm working on a bunch of things that have been really fun. I have a new podcast coming out about uh, style creators in Web3. You know, there's a... There's a real divide between the gaming community and the metaverse community, understandably, understandably, because, (laughs) uh, you know, so much of the gaming community isn't old enough to remember the forming of the Internet. But when the Internet first started, what was it? It was a bunch of freaking charlatans who were like trying to take advantage of people. And like it was like slow, crappy uh, start noisy startup times and online gambling and porn sites. And it was not like a welcoming, wonderful place to be. And it took Mm -hmm. a period of time. It took a decade for it to evolve, to get to be a place that people all wanted to join and come and, and, you know, become a a community, a place for all of us. And I feel like web three slash the metaverse, not Zuckerberg's metaverse, but just the metaverse as a general concept, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's going to be amazing. And there are people now at this like germinating moment who are well-intentioned straight arrows, creators, creatives who are sort of creating pathways in. And I'm a big believer in like, you, you, you put your energies into the good people at this early time because yeah. our community is the one who's going to build what that highway looks like. Like turning our head away from that coming on means that we just won't have as much power in creating it. But no. the gaming community has all the power right now to be the voice and be the arbiters of where where investments go and where energy gets put into building mm-hmm. this because the mm-hmm. gaming community is the people who have have the most experience in living in virtual realities yeah, and in true. having lives and relationships and friends and alter egos in this reality. So the sooner we all could see who is wonderful and what boats to get on, the better as far as I'm concerned. And so yeah. it's not about crypto. It's not about, you know, blockchain. It's not about any of that crap. It's about like, who are really amazing creatives doing cool stuff for a good, healthy, exciting future for all of us. And that's so that's coming out in January. About. That's what all the right. podcast yeah. is about. That's yeah. nice and interesting. Yeah, the MetaStyle podcast. And so that's coming in the middle of January. And then I am in a new TV show that in the U.S. Oh. is on Hulu and in the rest of the world is on Disney+. Plus. It's called Welcome to Chippendales. Um, and it's about the founding of Chippendales, which for those who don't know what it is, it was in the 80s. It still exists to this day, but in the 80s, it was this incredible phenomenon. It was this yeah, nightclub. Do you know about it? Well, yeah, they, they did a tour and they came all over Europe. And uh, like, I, I'm, uh, let's say that I'm of an, an older age. So I remember <laughs> when my girlfriend would uh, buy tickets for the girlfriends to go check out the Chippendales. Yeah. Right. I remember, right. I remember those times I do. Yeah. And I heard Hannah, do you know what it do? Were you familiar with it? A little bit. 
little bit, in the middle like, of too not personally experienced, but <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it was this male stripping phenomenon, this show of like these male strippers and all of these women would go to these shows and be screaming their guts out. And it was like an electric environment where everyone would be like, ah! it was this crazy, outrageous <laughs> phenomenon. They still have a show in Las Vegas, but it had uh, clubs in Los Angeles and New York and touring companies all over the world. And it was really like a global sensation and spawned off a lot of copycats. And unbeknownst to most of the world, it was founded by an Indian immigrant in Los Angeles who mm -hmm. always wanted to be Hugh Hefner of Playboy fame. And so he had this idea. And it, it's a crazy story that involves like murders and arson and, and men stripping and drugs. It's this whole wild thing. And Kumail Nanjani from uh, Marvel fame is the guy who plays the lead in it. And I get to play his lawyer. And it's oh, so nice. much fun. Yeah. And I'm in the last three episodes. So oh, nice. Oh, really I'm looking to. I yeah. mean, I, I saw Kumail doing an interview with Jimmy Kimmel, I think, uh, yeah. about the show. And he was yep. talking about the show. Uh, so I know a little bit about, like, he told the same story that you just told. And uh, I, was, I was completely surprised because I knew about Chip and this. But I didn't know about the founder and what happened behind the scenes. It's uh, such a crazy story. I mean, it's the kind of story that if somebody were to pitch it as a as a story for a movie, no one would believe it. And they'd just be like, no, 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 this is way too much. This is not, yeah. this can't possibly be true. But it actually oh. all happened. It's wild. So I'm doing that. And then uh, I have my streams that I do where I do these style streams where I connect global. So I have this other like passion that, how do I say this well? I, <laughs> I, uh, I've, oh, I've been a trend scout and a, a, a trend scout and a fashion consultant for many years as well. Like right. my voice acting career always supported that. And then that at times supported voice acting. And yeah. I know it's so great. And then when I started doing conventions, all of these fans and gamers would always be asking me, how did I know how to put myself together? How did I know what to wear? And that's when I said, oh my gosh, this whole gaming community could use like someone as a point person to connect yeah. them with indie global designers and with like finding your style and how you express yourself and how you do this. So I started doing streams on Twitch. And so now I'm expanding it to streams on Twitch and on TikTok, where we do style streams, where we go to other uh, gaming and voiceover people's houses and we go into their closets and play closet games <laughs> where we connect to designers and so we get to do like stream studio streams with them at their places and so people can buy directly from the designers um it's like a it's like a fun thing and then we also do these bird mom streams which are these real talk advice streams where people come on and talk about stuff that's going on in their lives. And while I am not remotely a medical professional, I am a trusted adult and, uh, and we get to talk things through and that's yeah. been amazing. And through the pandemic, yeah. those have been incredible. So yeah. those are the yeah. bird mom streams. So nice. we're doing those and that's been very exciting. Um, and then I'm in this company that's based in the UK, uh, called rustic mascara who started doing, Shakespeare in Grand Theft Auto. And that has been what? this wild <laughs> project. The uh, wildest freaking project. It has been such a joy. 
And I'm looking actually to start doing events related to it at cons. That's been part of the, the mission. Um, it's, been, it's been the most fun thing. So this, this actor, his name is Sam Crane, and he's mm-hmm. actually right now Harry Potter uh, on the West, in the West End. He's playing oh, okay. Harry Potter and Harry yeah. Potter and the Cursed Child. So he, when the pandemic hit, uh, had to do his rehearsals shut down and he wasn't able to go on. And his son was a gamer and he had never gamed before. So he started gaming with his son and his son wanted to play GTA. And while he was playing GTA with his son, when he wasn't like shooting people and driving and doing all the things that people who don't game think GTA is, he realized there was this opportunity to talk to all these people in this amazing virtual landscape. And he's saying, my gosh, this is wild and be this character in all these outrageous places and talk to people. And so he started experimenting with doing Shakespearean soliloquies in GTA to see what would happen. And sometimes he got shot and sometimes he got blown up and sometimes he drew a crowd and it just, it just depended on what was gonna happen. And it reminded him of when he had his formal training, uh, it, you know, Shakespeare, when it was written, was not like fancy, fancy, you know, blah, 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 it, inaccessible. It was like yeah. rap. It was like, yeah. it was loose and it was experimental and it was improvisational. And it was a call and response type theater where it was done in the round and the audience would be screaming things at the actor and they would have to sort of recover and they'd be throwing stuff at the actor. And so there was always this element of you don't know what's going to happen. And that's what doing Shakespeare in GTA felt like. So he started filming these soliloquies and then those got submitted to festivals and started winning festivals and started getting written about in magazines. And then he started making appearances. And I, when I got wind of all this, interviewed him on my stream in GTA. And that was the first time I created an avatar. That was the first time I got to walk around. And we started playing around doing scenes from Macbeth in (laughs) the Greek theater in LA in GTA, which was wild. And I'm actually in GTA 5. I'm in Vice City Stories, like ironically. So it was like very (laughs) funny to be doing Shakespeare in this game that I had voiced all those years ago. It was just so funny. And so then he expanded it and he said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a full production of Hamlet in GTA and from, from auditions to production. And he got these incredible British actors who also happened to game to be in Hamlet in GTA and me. And so I was the token American and I get to play Horatio (laughs) and we had so much fun. We had so much fun. And so the, the full performance was on July 4th. And then we made, there was a documentary made about it that's currently being cut into a film about the first Shakespeare in the metaverse. And yeah. now, uh, yeah, so it's just, it's been this wild ride. So we've been working on that project as well. So that's been cool as it can be. You can look that up on Rustic Mascara on YouTube. Uh, to see the full production, but then the film is coming. I'll put it yeah. in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes so people risk uh, rustic, rustic mascara. mascara, and it's I mean just so amazing and so much fun, and I'm so looking forward to more productions. But now we want to do more projects with this project because it's just yeah. it feels like it feels like the step into the future, and much like what I'm talking about with Meta Style Podcast. It's yeah. the idea of like how do you take 
a version of an art as it exists now and bring it with us so that it's accessible to all of us in the future. Like this demystifies Shakespeare. This makes Shakespeare accessible and fun and funny and cool. And like it, it it's, it's such a game changer and it takes something that I, could die on the vine going forward because of its inaccessibility and yeah. makes it accessible and fresh and new to new eyes and a new audience. It's been very uh, fun, like very fun. And on the other hand, it also kind of, uh, because you were talking about the metaverse and, and, and whatnot, and, and you gave the example of Zuckerberg's metaverse, but that is like the problem. I mean, I w I work, I've worked in tech for many, many years. Mm -hmm. um, and I do have an opinion on the metaverse, but I think these are the examples of the things that will make the metaverse a reality. It's not yes. going to come from big companies with a lot of money. No. It's coming to come from people with ideas that use a platform, and then it's up to the to the rest of the world to kind of build these platforms into what eventually become the metaverse, and not someone that kind of uh, throws. Uh, well, it's a podcast I can curse. You a are saying money. yes. The you are saying exactly what I am saying. Your, yeah. uh, the, your opinion and my opinion are totally in line. The people yeah. who built the trains are not the people who built the planes. The yeah. people who built the you know, horse and buggies did not build the, the cars. That's, it, it, just because they are the dominant forces in this version of the internet does not mm. mean they will be for the next one. And yeah. our community okay. has the opportunity to dictate who to go with going mm -hmm. forward. So I feel like the sooner we can sort of take that mantle and get on board with people and creators who we do believe in and people who we do see as being you know, well-intentioned, who care about the environment, who care about communities, who care about creators, who care about fair compensation, and who are actually genuinely creative and bringing us good stuff. Like, yeah. The, these platforms are still a decade away, but we can shape what direction the future goes in because everyone else is just waiting for the where the gamers put their attention. Yeah, really. yeah true, 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 true. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, completely agree. I think it is a uh, it it is going to be the people that make it, that shape it and not the. Uh, uh, yeah, because who else? We, I mean, we can lead the way. There's nobody, no one else has genuine experience doing this, and the gaming community is you know is coming of age at a time when it's completely dependent on them. I mean mm -hmm. all of the all of the, these metaverse companies are trying to hire game developers. You know mm -hmm. the metaverse is the is the internet that will be designed by game developers. So yeah, so we can dictate it. The focus is completely wrong because they're focusing on stupid stuff like um uh, avatars and whatnot and that's not what it's about i think your right. friend what you guys are doing is the perfect example of what it, it's about it's about taking content and putting it within a, a world that you can shape in any form you want in this case it is gta and there are some boundaries you're basically kind of putting it in a virtual uh uh, space that actually exists, but that is just the start. I mean, at some it's, point, it's just it's a it's just like yeah. look what could be possible. Look how exciting it could be. Like there are fashion designers who are creating, who are inspired by skin designers. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you see that, like there there are all of these creatives and creators who are doing amazing things that are only going to be possible in that future. And it, it, it doesn't look like what it looks like now, but it's all about what it's going to be. And it's just, it's actually like a thrilling moment. And, and our crew are the people who get to shape it. 
that's beautiful. I mean, it, it also makes the whole concept of metaverse understandable for a lot of people because I think that is one of the bigger issues now, especially also for gamers, is that the whole idea of metaverse has been torn and kind of ripped apart into some people trying to own it and trying to make their yeah. own version of it, but that's not what it's about. And I think a lot of people don't understand because people like uh, Max, uh, Mark Zuckerberg have kind of shaped it into what he thinks it should be, but that's not. Or trying to own it or trying to yeah. dictate what it should be or trying to own it or trying, but you know what they, the versions that they have created have not been equitable to all. And a lot of people feel very taken advantage of. And that's why I say specifically, like, I'm not interested in Bitcoin. I'm not interested in NFTs. I'm not like, that's not the area I'm focusing on because yeah. frankly, uh, that's not the version that's going to be the version when it all actually takes off. This, no, that, no, this no. is just the earliest iteration. And it's always, that's always the, the group that shows up first to these kinds of projects. And it everyone is. has to think back and remember that like they're always that first, the group, the first group of first covers, it's going to be a bunch of like hustlers. That's of it course, is. that's who's first at it, but that's not necessarily who's going to be the one who hits the mark. And so it's I, that. I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, no. And, and it certainly won't be if we pay attention because yeah. again, all of these businesses, all of these corporations, all of these retailers, all of the money is going to follow the gamers. So if mm -hmm. the gamers don't move, then, then, then they're not going to know what to do. Then they're going to just go with whoever says, no, me. But if the gamers all go in a certain direction, that is where the money will go. Well, I believe strongly that the gamers are going to move and that they're not going to, that the, any attempt at trying to hijack it, like Facebook tried to do it or Meta tried to do it, um, it, it shows it's not working. Yeah. They're losing yep. money. Uh, at, uh, it's basically running out the doors now. The money is right. just kind of evaporating. And that's because the gamers are not budging and they'll budge when they see the opportunity or they see the options. And I think when they see a good be. future, when they see yeah. a good, equitable future that everyone gets to be included in and that actually looks good for the world and for the creators. Yes. Exactly. Agreed. And that makes sense. That makes sense. By the way, I loved how you kind of described your early internet. There was one website you forgot, though. I remember that there was one website. It was the Simpsons website. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> but there was all this filth on the internet. And then there was the Simpsons website, which was like, wait. <laughs> It's like a beacon of light within the whole, like, uh, the Simpsons were just like, yeah, we can make a website. Look at this. Ta -da. Right. And I mean, we're like, all right, nice. Oh, my God. So, like, so our production company, where executive produced, uh, my husband had created uh, the TV show Pam and Tommy that came out this past year. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. that talked about, you know, that that was the first ever uh, porn tape that came out on the Internet. Well, where was, they, where yeah. people were right, so it was the first time that a celebrity porn tape was, you know, the internet was brand new, and that was the the very beginning. And when you see, like, it's that little shot of early dial-up and early internet, it's just like, ugh. like, what? <laughs> like it was, it was, it was sorted back then. Like there yeah. was nothing good to be found. You still had to go to a library to get information. You still had to get yeah. an encyclopedia to get information. It was nothing like it is now. It isn't where you connected with your friends. It isn't where you found any of the things that we all find online now, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, and just because those guys were there first doesn't mean that those guys won. Like it was people with good intentions or not people, but it was people who were the first to have certain intentions and the young people got on board that were the ones who did it. Facebook was for students. 
That's mm-hmm. who got on board. And then everyone mm-hmm. else followed. And this is an instance where the gamers, because we have the most experience, that's whoever the gamers you point at is where it will go. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I'm definitely going to listen to the podcast because that really is something that I've been yapping Thank about you. on bars for years now. So it's kind of interesting to hear you talk about it. It's not <laughs> something that I expected to be talking about during this episode. I'm going to be honest. You want to talk more about goat yoga in Greece. Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> I did not expect to be talking about goat yoga either. Or, uh, what was it? Uh, what was it again? The Pilates? ambulances. <laughs> so let's just call it a very eclectic episode. But that's oh, yeah. awesome. I love this. I love this. Love it. But I think, we're, I think we're kind of done. We're through our time, basically. So we need to, sadly, we need to, uh, to end it for today. Uh, oh. But it was a pleasure talking to you. I... I have had a blast. This has been a really fun time. Thank you guys. Yeah, this has been great. You guys are lovely. Yeah, so much fun. It was a pleasure talking to you. It was um it was a huge adventure. I feel like we went we traveled the world together in one hour and kind of (laughs) saw all the different spectrums of the universe. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. We did. That was very it was very impressive. Look how we did that, guys. Look at that. It yeah, be, and we even developed a retirement plan. Like this is amazing. Exactly, exactly. We know who is going to be on the and I know what my job is going to be. I'm going to be serving tequila and lime on a cruise with oh. um, all the voice Thank actors for Overwatch. So and Hannah's going to join for the goats. So that's going to be beautiful. <laughs> the world needs more tequila and lime bartenders. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to send this clip to Blizzard and demand. <laughs> That this becomes the voice line. They oh. won't do it, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> and I'm going to check if we can get you to Belgium. I'm going to talk to my friends at the, uh, the con. And hey, I know a voice actor that do would be it. really nice. Do it. I love it. Yeah. Do it. And then we, Good. And we, can, we can go stand on a corner and laugh at every ambulance that passes. Oh, my gosh. Day. Yeah, we'll just have plates of tomate crevette and just be standing there <laughs> eating them on the corner laughing. Like, just... <laughs> oh. Looking forward I to it. I love this. Right. This yeah. is I'll... perfect. Okay, you guys are wonderful. Time. Thank you. What a good time. It was, it was our pleasure. It was our pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, um, where can people find you? For people that don't know where you are on social media, maybe the drop The best your... place to find me is everywhere at Hey It's Jen Cohn. Uh, I said the, just at Hey It's Jen Cohn on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitch. I'm mostly on Instagram and TikTok these days, but but whatever platform, that's where you find me. And also I have a Discord. So there's at Hey It's Jen Cone on Discord. And that's where like inside dope gets gets told, like, oh, what things are told in advance. So that's a, a oh, good nice, place nice. to go. Um, right. but yeah, those are my primary platforms. I'll put all the links in the show notes and add them at the po- or social posts. I'll Love be sending it. Thank it. you. So people Great. can find you. And I'll, uh, I'll be dropping into the, the Discord myself too. All right, I Jen, love it. Oh, good. Thank you very much for joining us today. It was a pleasure. And uh, we'll talk We'll talk again when you're over here in Belgium and, uh, and we're yelling at the ambulances. I cannot wait. That sounds wonderful. I can't wait for us to yell at ambulances together. This is going to be so much fun. Hannah, you have to come and, and take the Eurostar to see us. Okay, good. <laughs> we'll all... <laughs> You did some nice advertisement for the year to start too. Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll kind of right? I know. I, that's always the most amazing thing. You can just jump on a train and be wherever you want there. Oh, it's two I hours. Wish. Two hours on the train and you're on the other side of the channel. It's, uh, yeah. We I'm need back. that. I need a Eurostar I can jump on and be just on the other side of the channel. That sounds perfect. Yeah. 
It would be a long tunnel, but it would definitely be a... Uh, It'd be a it would be a long good tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jen, thank you very much. We'll talk uh, next time. Take thank care. you, guys. Thank Bye -bye. you. Have a good one. Take care. Bye. And we're back. That was it. I told you guys it was a fun interview. I, if you Sorry, enjoyed man. it as much, as, if you guys enjoyed it as much as me and Hannah did, you had a blast in the last uh, 60, 65 minutes. Oh, my tummy still hurts from long. Yeah, my I have a sore throat just laughing like the yeah. whole time. Yeah. We went my all over the place. We did. <laughs> but it really, really felt like, uh, like I said in the intro and like you said before, it's like talking to someone that like a friend that you somebody you know before like the whole yeah there's there's no uh of that none of that social social awkwardness it's just like we were just straight in there with a buddy it was amazing thank you yeah. jen <laughs> yeah, thank you jen it was amazing yeah, Andy. i think like i've said a few times in throughout the interview i think that is just uh, the thing about these voice actors they are all kind of uh great personalities i know like, they are playing a character, but behind that character are personalities that are all very unique in their own way. Like the few actors that we've talked to up till now, all have had a, a very different feel to them. And I've enjoyed every single conversation because they are people. I mean, it's kind of weird to say it sounds like I, of <laughs> people, but I mean... They're not robots. No. Yeah. No, no. What? Oh, you sure? No, 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 no. They are not. I mean, there are very interesting personalities behind these characters and i think yeah. that that makes these personalities or these characters in the game so uh lovable and it's just the voices behind them are being motivated or executed by people that uh, are just outstanding people in general so i think uh, blizzard did a good job on all this casting and i'm looking forward to, who knows who will be next who knows um who we can talk to in the future i know it's so yeah. exciting Exciting and nervous at the same time. It's always kind of... Uh, <laughs> I told Jen after we closed the, the, the recording, but it's always slightly nerve-wracking to talk to voice actors because we know them as the voices in the game. Uh, we want to make sure that they can be themselves in these podcast episodes and that they can just behave and articulate as they want and as who yeah. they are, honest. Uh, and do not feel like they need to do a promotional talk or anything like that. Um, it just needs to be them. And that's what interests us and what triggers us and what kind of, uh, what we get enjoyment out of talking to these people. So I hope you enjoyed it too, guys. I hope you all kind of enjoyed this uh, last uh, 60 minutes. If you did, let us know. Maybe leave us a nice review. Tell us on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. Don't come knocking at my door or ringing my doorbell. You do not again. But uh, let us know. Leave him alone. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. Um, Hannah. Yeah. Where can people find you? At Plush Noodle on Twitter. Wee. <laughs> I love how you always do the wee afterwards. Well, I feel like I need to make it longer because you always have so much to say. And... Yeah, but that's because I have a thousand and one accounts. That yeah, I, I know. To... I yeah. have one. Yeah. But that's fine. <laughs> Sometimes simplicity is the best. Trust me. Yes. <laughs> in my case, the th well, let me first LP Lon Spons on Instagram and Twitter. Go check him out. You can see him wrestle a gator, dance with a gator. I'm not sure. It's a huge nice. mess. Um, you can find me as Dames TV on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And of course, for all your updates, 
on uh, Overwatch, the Omnic Post on all those same platforms and on YouTube. And the Omnic Weekly has its own TikTok. Uh, no, sorry. Maybe one day TikTok, but for now, Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Um, go check it out and get updates uh, whenever there's an episode out. Or you just subscribe to the Omnic Weekly on whatever platform that you're listening to podcasts. That makes it a lot easier. But you will know that we will be back next week. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye.